Hi, I'm Andy Psarianos. Hi, I'm Robin Potter. Hi, I'm Adam Gifford. This is the School of School Podcast. Are you a math teacher looking for an assessment tool that can give you a detailed look into learner or class achievement? With Insights, it's all in one place. Make sense of assessment data so you can strategically plan and teach lessons. Insights, it's assessment for advancement. Visit mathsnoproblem.com for more information. So welcome back to another episode of the School of School podcast. I am here with the usual suspects, Andy. Hi, Andy. Hi. Adam. How are you, Adam? I'm really well. How are you? Yes, I am very well, too. Thanks for asking. Good. And uh, we've just been having a little off-air discussion and thought that today we would talk about time to reflect. Do we take time to, to reflect? Is it important? Adam suggested this, and I think it's uh, I think it's something that, that we need to reflect upon. Often... We we get so busy we get so busy doing and we get so busy learning or producing or whatever it is right and maybe not often enough do we sit back and reflect on what we've done and why we've done it and did we achieve I suppose whatever it is that we set out to try to achieve I think it's quite important if we want to take this kind of continuous improvement idea into your own personal life or your professional life or whatever it is, you know, we need to find time to think about stuff, right? I mean, Adam, what was your view on this? I think it's massively important. I think if we look at a lot of the consistently high-performing sort of education jurisdictions, one of the things that seems to be an important feature is time to consider how something was done and approached or how, you know, considering your own approach to something. Mm. And, and actually ring-fencing time to it. And I think that part of the problem is, is that, just like you said, Andy, like say we're working, or, or say this holds true for, for, for children in school, we work, we work, we work, we work, we work, or, we, we, you know, learning in school and whatnot, then we finish. And whether it's finished for the holidays or finish it at a certain time, the phrase that you often hear is, well, I don't want to be thinking about work during that time. So there's kind of like two settings. There's kind of like work... And then doing something else that's not work. And that's, if you like, our downtime or however it might be phrased. I just think that reflection upon what we do and having an opportunity to do that. I know as a teacher, um, I was saying off air that, that, that one of the things that, that I absolutely loved about the conference was it gave me a chance to just sit with other professionals and think about the profession mm. and, and talk about that and, and consider those ideas that you otherwise wouldn't. And and some of those have had the biggest effects on, on my teaching in in a, in a relatively short space of time, uh, and I think that that reflection is hugely important. But when do we ever? Or I say when do we? There's plenty of people who do plan for that because they realise the importance of it. But I think that there's a lot of people who probably don't. Well, there's this there's this idea that that you know you have to constantly be busy, right? Um, you know, you see, it's an easy trap to fall into. So it's like stuff your agenda full of stuff and just keep producing. And then that's, you know, that's the way to be, I don't know, efficient or effective or whatever, you know. But, you know, especially in learning, but also just in life in general, 
if you don't reflect on things, I don't think you ever really learn the lessons, right? Um, was it John, I think John Dewey who said, you know, children, not children, just people uh, don't learn from doing, they learn from reflecting on what they've done. And I think that that's, that's, impor that's an important thing to consider. Like if you can get children to do something and they may succeed, but if you don't give them a chance to sit and think about why that led to success, the chances are they're not going to learn the lesson that you want them to learn. So we know that. We know that in education. And I think a good teacher will make space in the classroom um, for that reflection to take place, you know, because part of it is struggling, part of it is discovering. But a key element is, is that reflection at the end or in the process of, oh, that worked. Why did that work? Um, what, about, what about just teachers, teachers as, as, a, as a practitioner, you know? Do they need to reflect on their practice? Um, you know, do they need time and space to reflect on their practice? Do we schedule that in somehow in the day? I mean, I would say the first answer is, of course, of course they do. Of course, like anyone else, we're all going to benefit from it. Too. But I think... I think, from my experience, is that it's almost like you need to be told that it's safe to do so. Yeah. Because if if you're safe. not, if it, yeah, totally. Because because otherwise, you know, you can think all sorts of things like yeah. that. What whole are you doing? Back to you should be exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm you're not doing anything. Reflecting on what? Can you speed <laughs> it up, please? You know? <laughs> Have you marked those papers yet? What's wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. But but I think that again, I think that. You'll give time to something that's valid, right? Yet we know, you know, we know that this is a a, a valid uh, way to spend time, but it's almost like I'm too busy to do this valid thing, so I've not got enough time to do it. And at the end of the day, I'm really tired, so the last thing I want to do is go home and reflect. I just mm. want to switch off mm. or, or or something along those lines. Mm. And I think that, mm. yeah, as a practice, because it, because outwardly, it may look like we're not busy. And that being seen to be busy, it's just, you know, it's, it can be a bit crackers, really. So do you think that we need to incorporate it into our day in a, in a way where it's, it's almost scheduled in so that it becomes part of our pro, a process that, uh, that we do every day? Like meditation, somebody maybe meditates, you know, so is this kind of another way of doing that where you're taking that time maybe it's the first thing in the morning maybe maybe it's a you adam you said at the end of the day people are the teachers are tired maybe they don't want to but do we almost have to go to to that level to actually say okay we i'm going to really take the time to reflect i don't know i mean the only, the only thing i'd say with that is is that i think that what has to happen in the first instance is it's got to be validated by people that you, you know, if, if it, there's a leadership structure or something, it's got to be validated. It's got to be of some worth. And I think that if someone said, you know, like, I'm just going to pop in, Robin, and see you once a week, and I'm just really interested to know when you reflect on the work that you've done throughout the week, I just wonder if there's anything that pops up. So when I next see you, I'll just, you know, have a think about that. Is there anything that you reflect on in your practice? Or just something that says, I care about your time for reflection and what comes out of it. And, and so I think it might be difficult to, to even, even though I'm contradicting myself by saying that some of these things should have ring fence time or, or we should make time to do it. I think that it also has to be reflected within the structure that actually that matters. 
that's something that matters. And even shared reflection time too, right? So, you know, a lot of teachers have staff meetings after school, for example, uh, in one shape or another. And I remember one of the schools that I've worked closely with, which is a London school, you know, they have these kind of framework around the sort of professional learning communities. And, um, you know, they did, they did a great job of, of basically having kind of a structured reflective process in the school where it's like, okay, they get together and they, they pick something and it might be like watching a video on, you know, somebody else teaching a class or, or it might be, you know, a, a lesson on how to teach a particular subject or whatever it is. And they do this together and then they discuss it and then they try it as a school, whatever they come up with, they say, maybe we should try to do this. And then they try it and then they get back together and they talk about it and say, was it hard? Did it work? Did you see the results? Where did you struggle? You know, and it's kind of structured reflective time. And I think that there's, there's maybe, maybe we need a little bit more of that, you know, kind of uh, structured stuff in, in, in professional environments. And I don't think this just applies to school. This could apply to any kind of organization. Um, but also as individuals, right? You, th- as an individual, it, it needs to be kind of a, a self-discipline, right? To say, I'm going to sit back and reflect on on today's events. You know, in the past, people wrote journals about their days, right? That's a form of reflection, isn't it? You know, what happened today? What what was significant? You know, is do people do enough of that stuff? Or do they just automatically flake in front of the sofa and turn on Netflix and watch the next episode of succession or whatever they happen to be watching right yeah agree and i think that that i've seen that used really well in schools where there's also been enough time given so you recognize that if i just said to every teacher you know have x number of minutes per day to reflect you know they might actually need those minutes in some days you know they might not have them and and that might be the reality but I think that if you give enough time and you kind of say, right, this is going to be the task. And once a term, we're going to, you know, like Andy's described, we're going to look at this one thing. We're going to, you know, feedback on this one thing and actually really give it time to think about it and be constructive in your experience. So everyone's doing the same thing, but obviously the experiences will be different and how that relates to learning in schools. I've seen that done. And it's hugely powerful. And I think that if you do that often enough, then it just becomes part of what you do naturally anyway. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if there are any teachers who write journals, like write their own journals of like, you know, kind of their daily experience. It'd be interesting to find out if, if teachers do it. It used to be, it used to be that, that there used to be a little box. Whenever you saw like planning templates and mm. stuff and these great screeds of planning, there was a kind of a little box that, that newly qualified teachers, you know, often often fill in or you know in some way shape or form what went well what didn't what would you change what would you do tomorrow that sort of stuff but i just i I, it's one of those where i wonder if the focus of the practice gets lost a little bit and and just creating it but the idea with the journals i think is is a magic one that should apply to everyone you know whether you've been in the game 20 years or or two months but but i think andy sometimes that might be seen as something that 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 sort of written reflection might be more necessary for someone who's new into the profession you know is it but 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 the practice is a brilliant one Mm. okay but what if you incorporate it into the classroom so that you know you're doing that you're having that reflection time uh with your students so maybe students are journaling you know that you're you're allotting a certain amount of time whether it be each day or once a week or every other day where they're 
having the time to reflect. And while they're doing that, perhaps the teacher could also spend that time doing their own reflection time uh, and then discussing as a group. I don't know, just just putting it out there. Yeah, well, I think anything like that, I mean, why not? Like, like I, I can't see why that... that wouldn't work I, I think I think it comes back to how it has a, an impact on teaching and learning and I think it's got to be done in a way that's understood and is a genuine reflection on you know what the practice is and I guess it goes back to that that idea of if you do the same thing and expect a different outcome you know you crackers right so if we don't reflect on it if we keep getting the same outcome same outcome same outcome we don't give ourselves time to reflect then where do we come up with the ideas that that allow us to teach better learn better you know do things better and i think i think that that's something that that as long as that's understood and and we set aside time for something that that could be very valuable then i think that that's that's got to be a good thing and and like you've suggested, if teachers get you know have an opportunity to do it, and and the the practice of it's a really valid one in the classroom, then yeah, it's probably going to be a really positive thing. Yeah, and applying it to any part of our life, as you said, so that it becomes more of a practice than just something that we feel we we need to do. It just flows with with our day, and we're able to reflect not just on our our work but our our home life, our relationships, all of those things. It's a good thing. There's no question. <laughs> yeah, and I go back to, I know this might sound slightly cliched, but um, the New Zealand rugby team, the All Blacks, they're very successful, right, by any measure. They're an, an incredibly successful group. And one of, the, one of the aspects that they kind of live to is that they try to be a little bit better every day. That's all. That, that's the expectation, is that you're a little bit better today than you were yesterday. And I think that's a really sound philosophy, but it does require looking at what you were like today and how do I be a little bit better tomorrow. And I think that's the thing. I think we're not talking about necessarily big sort of, you know, sitting in a cave for three days and reflecting on life in general and having something life transformative necessarily. If it happens, great, good on you. But but I think I think it's that idea around, I quite like that idea around how could I just be a little bit, a little bit better tomorrow than I was today. But that requires reflection. Requires reflection. It requires you to be self-aware as well, which is something a lot of people struggle with. So it's like looking at yourself through that lens and and saying, um, I responded this way to this situation. Was that, you know, was that appropriate? Was it the best way? What could I do better? Um, and and it, it forces you to be self-aware. And, and, and I think... You know, self-awareness is one of those mysterious things. Some people are tremendously self-aware and other people are seem to be completely living in a world of oblivion and, and not not too many people, but you do meet them every once in a while and they're just not aware at all of, you know, what they're doing or why they're doing it. Um, and, and it forces you to be self-aware. And I, I think one of the things that I believe is that to have a fulfilling life and to feel satisfied, because I think ultimately... You know, even happiness isn't a real thing. It's it's this fulfillment in life. Like you feel like your life has a purpose and that you, you know, you need self-awareness because without it, you're kind of like without, you you know, you don't have a keel, right? You don't, you know, you're just kind of drifting along. And um, I think reflection is a tool for that, right? Yeah, it's the basis for a lot of things like meditation and 
you know, transcendental meditation and all that kind of stuff. It's really that reflection leading to self-awareness, leading to some kind of higher fulfillment in your life, right? But what I was going to say was I think that that's where also that balance of self-reflection but also reflecting within a group like you've like you talked about and and i guess that there might be some things that you know we're just it's very difficult to be self-aware of until we talk to others or until we sort of express certain ideas with others and so i think that 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 kind of balance or having the opportunity to be able to reflect both as an individual but also within a group or an organization i think that's that's probably a pretty decent a decent way to go to start to get an idea um, about how to use that time well and, and, and what can come of it. So what might be some simple ways to, you know, get this in as part of a, your daily routine? I mean, we talked about journaling, uh, which is, seems like a good idea, uh, though I, I guess that brings up the question is uh, with kids today, do they even know how to sit down and and reflect and write in a journal or would they be grabbing their phone and um, having to I don't know (laughs) get in you know like is there a tension are they able to just settle long enough to really think and reflect or is that a skill that also needs to be worked on well I think you know that's that's a world that we we created this this world where there's constant entertainment and constant mechanisms for for keeping ourselves busy and not being forced to reflect or be self-aware will will they suffer from it you know only time will tell right I don't really know I think they will I think they will because I think reflection and 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 alone time and kind of the things that lead to those things like boredom you know uh, um, because if you're sitting around and you got nothing to do, then obviously you're going to start thinking about stuff that happened, right? Uh, sooner or later. I mean, you may think about other things, like things that you need to do or things that will happen. But a lot of the times you will end up thinking about what happened and you'll end up evaluating whether or not it was the right thing. It's just a natural process. But if there's never any downtime or space to do that, then yeah. That will lead to a lack of self-awareness, right? Yeah, starting at a young age then, you know, doing this is going to be um, so beneficial, I think, uh, because it, it learning this skill, as I'll call it, it, at a young age, rather than, you know, trying to introduce something as the children are getting older. And I don't know, I guess we're never too late Never too late to learn how to reflect. That's, well, that's I, I just want to jump in very quickly and say, yeah, but the flip side of that technology is is that there's some awesome things out there that help coach us and guide us in that reflection or meditation, mindfulness, whatever you want to, whatever banner, you know, the the time to create space. And maybe it's better organized and, you know, rewarded and that your phone tells you, you know, it's time for you to do this or well done, Adam, you've meditated for four days in a row, you know, keep it up, you're on a streak or whatever it might be. But maybe that's the encouragement that's needed. And, and, And I wonder, you know, whether it's now talked about more. I don't know. I mean, maybe I think I think people have always reflected. I think that that, that there's always been that, uh, you know, some people have reflected, some people haven't. Some people have used that reflection time to work really well. Some people haven't. Some education systems have said this is a really important part, so make it part of your curriculum. You know, just this is what we do, so therefore it happens. And I think outside of that, I think that, I don't know, the shift since I started teaching 
is huge in, in terms of making space to think, to be mindful. And maybe that falls into the ref, under that reflection banner is talked about more often. So I don't know. No, you're right, think, Adam. You're right. I don't know whether it balances out. You're right. You're right. So, so you know, I don't know, 35 years ago, if you met someone who did yoga every day and meditated every day, you'd think they were probably like a real outlier, maybe as far as thinking they were some kind of weirdo, right? You know, like that was weird stuff. In my universe, 35 years ago when I was young, now if you meet someone who does yoga and meditates every day, you're thinking, man, I wish I had time to do that. You know, like it's just the mindset has shifted so much. And you're right, and the tools do support that if that's what your interest is. Uh, but but I suppose the danger is, is that the tools support all kinds of other weird stuff that didn't exist as well 35 years ago, like these instantaneous feedback loops of like, well, look, if I post a picture of myself on Instagram wearing this, I get way more likes than if I post a picture of myself wearing that. And that's, I guess, some form of reflection as well, although not necessarily, yeah, yeah, for sure. not necessarily a positive process. But you know, and who knows? I don't know. I don't know what the what's the long term effects of all that. I can say just while you were sharing, Adam, that there may there's probably some kind of app for it. I did look up reflection apps, and immediately the self reflecting reflection app, journaling reflecting reflection app came up along with multiple others. So we are using the digital, the digital world uh, to do just that as well. So you were right on, you, you called it. I think we all need to reflect on this topic. Something to think about. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks everyone. Thank you for joining us on the School of School podcast. 